Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Thomas C. Waters for thomascwaters.com on Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank all my listeners who are turning in today to uh, listen to this program. I want to remind you that uh, I have a great guest on today. And I want to remind you that you can call in with questions or comments if you like. The number to call in is 646-668-8672. There is also a chat that you can get to from the website, although I'm really bad at moderating the chat when I'm on the line. So I really want you to just call in and ask your questions or give us your comments. Uh, And this is a part of an ongoing series about pride in Western Pennsylvania, and we'll be having some episodes coming up later on to talk about Black Pride here in Pittsburgh, to talk about what goes on up in Erie and in central Pennsylvania as well. So keep uh, keep listening, and I'm glad to have you as my listeners. My guest today is Richard Parsakian. Richard is the owner of uh, Eons, which is a fashion uh, antiques boutique in the Shadyside area of Pittsburgh, and he's been a long-time supporter of Pride, very active uh, in Pride in a wide variety of ways. So, Richard, thanks for coming on the air today. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for asking me to be on, and um, hopefully we can, you know, clear up some misconceptions about what's going on with the community and just move forward. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on to talk was because, uh, especially this year, there's been lots of controversy about the main stage uh, performer at the Saturday Night Pride in the Street event. But I want to start by talking about Pride Fest, which happens on Sunday afternoon, where there are several stages and there's lots of local performers. And that oftentimes never gets much publicity at all. So could we first start talking about that part of the entertainment for Pride? Uh, sure. Um, there, this this um, year, we have a, um, a schedule that follows a a lot of what we do in the past years, which um, has uh, four segments that have, um, that are uh, drag oriented. Always, um, Kiara Darchelle curates all of the drag performers. Um, And all the performers are chosen by um, local contests and they're winners of their, um, the bar contests or whatever um, title, they're all title holders. And we always try to have one drag king and two drag queens in each of the segments. And be again this year at least four segments. So there'll be twelve performers um, in that uh, aspect of Pride. Um, of course, everybody knows Pride um, has always been um, driven, especially with the Stonewall riots, by the the drag community. It was a very important part of making um, our community have respect um, and the history cannot be um, forgotten. And a lot of the performers, I mean, it's it's just an incredible um, history of, of the gay culture that um, if you do not know anything about it, you really need to read up about it. And I know, Tom, you've really pushed that information. Um, so in a sense, we honor how we all started by having drag in um, Pride Fest. Um, another aspect that I am always involved in, I'm on the board of Pittsburgh Dance Council, which is a presenting organization in Pittsburgh 
um, that we bring in dance companies from all over the world and all over the country to Pittsburgh. And I, I've always had um, interest in the dance community. So any event that I do, I always um, look for friends who have incredible talents, who have a voice. And um, the voice could be um, people of color, uh, allies of the LGBT community. Um, it's, to me, I'm almost colorblind because in that sense, um, dance is a, such a universal language and it, it has a lot to say without words. Sometimes there is text, but um, there are incredible uh, companies and performers in Pittsburgh and I'm always honored when they agree to be a, a big part of Pride. And I think our city embraces dance like no other. Um, and um, I, I'll name some of the companies that are performing. Um, there's a, Please. And on a, on a sideline, um, the city paper has a great article today about uh, Pride Fest. Cotto was very gracious to uh, talk about it. And he, and he does talk about the controversy also. So you can read that in today's city paper. Uh, the first company is Texture Contemporary Ballet. It's Alan Obazor's company. Uh, Alan was the first African-American uh, dancer with uh, Pittsburgh Ballet. Uh, he still teaches there. His new company, it's a four-year-old, incredible performers. Um, he's a powerhouse. If you um, have never seen him before, um, he'll do a full 15-minute. I give everybody a 15-minute slot to fill, so he'll he'll have four pieces that he'll uh, showcase, and he has, some, I think, uh, four dancers at least that will be performing. Um, my uh, second company is uh, the Williams Dance Project. It's a new uh, dance company um, formed by Anthony Williams, who is an, another incredible dancer, African-American young, young man who, with incredible talent. Um, he is blending um, uh, hip-hop and contemporary dance. Um, and he'll be uh, uh, showcase, showcasing a new work. Uh, what's really exciting about um, Price Fest is that a lot of uh, the companies that I bring in create new work just for our event, which is uh, almost unheard of in any kind of um, small budgeted um, festival. Um, another dancer, Jean-Paul Jean Weaver, another, uh, he's from Haiti, um, is uh, doing, um, a, he's creating a, a, a duet for two dancers, um, and that will be um, the fourth company. Um, let's see what else do I have here. Um, uh, Slow Danger. This is, um, if, if, um, Taylor Knight has performed for us before. If you saw him last year, you saw him do this sort of, black swan um, interpretation that was really crazy, crazy. Uh, he'll be dancing with uh, uh, his partner, Anna um, Thompson, and they're creating a new work also. Um, my uh, fifth dancer is Waylon Gomez, who is going to be doing a solo. solo. Um, his work, um, he's... Um, he comes from a gymnastic background and he is trying out for a, a, a new company to start auditions in LA for a new, very, very physical company. And hopefully he uh, will get that position. It'll be a loss to Pittsburgh. 
Um, he is a Point Park um, almost graduate. Um, he's going to do um, a solo work. Um, I think um, you'll be totally impressed by uh, his body language. He's, he's great at improvisation. Um, a lot of dancers that I, I work with know how bases, and because our stages are not like a normal clear stage, um, they have to work around equipment a lot of the times, and a lot of these dancers know sure. how to do that. Um, my last answer is Jasmine Hearn. Um, she has performed uh, for me for, I think this is her fourth appearance. Uh, Jasmine is another incredible uh, performer, another African-American uh, dancer who um, knows how to work the crowd, let me say that. Um, and she will work the crowd again this year. Uh, she'll be on the uh, 10th Street stage. Um, and she's creating a new work just for um, uh, Pride Fest again. Um, and again, I'm, I'm very honored that um, our dance community has... I, I, when this controversy started, I actually sent a letter to all of my dancers and I said, um, I will give you the choice if you want to pull out because of this controversy. I will have no problem because I understand. And all of them responded that they believe in my passion for dance and how, how much that I have supported them over the years that they um, were willing to um, perform. So, um, again, again, I'm so honored that um, they have responded that way. Um, I did reach out to uh, True Tea Entertainment um, for the past two years to perform because I thought hip-hop, not hip-hop, uh, but uh, the voguing um, uh, element would be a great thing to elevate in terms of dance. Um, but unfortunately this year, um, because of the controversy, uh, their group decided to pull out. But uh, I told Dwayne um, that he would be welcomed in the future um, because I think it's a, it's a beautiful art form that needs to be shown at Pride Fest. Um, so sure. unfortunately his company will not be uh, performing. Um, now that leads us to what else is happening and yeah. right now, as we speak, um, there are a group of um, the other entertainment uh, committee people are working to fill in the blanks. And I unfortunately cannot say until everything is confirmed who will be performing. Um, the process that um, the committee takes would be the normal process is that you um, can fill out an application when you go to the Pride Fest website. And uh, there's a thing called Sonic Bids. Um, and this is like a national thing where um, an artist can uh, apply to festivals all over the country. Um, you send in a resume, you send in video, and then um, a committee can look at it and decide if it's a doable kind of you know, work depending on distance and that kind of thing. And I believe there were like 70 applicants. Um, I tried to stay out of that process because of my time commitment. Um, uh, I, I told them I, I can do dance. Uh, Kara did all the drag performers. Um, it's it's a, a year process. So when people say, why didn't they do this or that? I say, join our committee and help us. I, I never say no to people. Um, I like to have this process opened up more. Um, I know a lot of people had concerns. Why wasn't this person picked? Why was this person picked? Um, and those are good questions. Um, 
my my answer to some of it is be involved. Say something. Don't wait a year to say something. If you have a problem in the past, say something right away. You know, these things could be um, if I were to talk to you, you would understand that I am concerned that there is there is a division happening. I do not like divisions. I've seen this happen for many, many years. Um, it's, it's almost like going back to the 60s when um, all of a sudden there was a feminist movement. The, the Black Panthers had to have um, a voice. You know, everybody wanted to have a, a new voice. And um, it, it feels like I'm going back in time and everybody wants, women want to have a voice, women of color want to have a voice, um, people of color want to have a voice. And this is really important in our community. And I think protest is, is a way to bring your art art into a discussion and, and have a point of view. Um, sure. There are a lot of spoken word artists that I've worked with before. Jasmine, uh, um, Vanessa German is one, of course, everybody knows. Uh, one of my all-time, everybody's all-time favorite people. Um, mm-hmm. In the past, I've ha- had her open the um, Pride Festival. Uh, with one of her incredible uh, poems. Um, so there are people that do have a voice that we like to include. And I, I say, and I challenge people out there, um, let's let's make this something special next year if, if you feel that you're not being listened to. Um, and there is a way of uh, being recognized um, so that it could be uh, our that means everybody's pride pride festival. Uh-huh. Sure. Before we before we talk further about the controversy and moving forward, I want to sure. go back to your. I want to really encourage everyone to go and check out the dance because as we talk about the controversy and live it uh, in a, such a big way here in Pittsburgh right now, so much of that is all intellectual and it's all about thoughts and emotions and feelings that take us out of our gut um, or are about our gut connected to our head, dance has a vocabulary and a language that's all about being down in the body and letting the body yes. help yes. us see things differently. And, you know, it, it's so awesome that dance plays such a big part in our entertainment at our Pride Fest because it gives us a way to use a different medium to explore ideas and issues and feelings and all kinds of stuff. And so I, I, I just couldn't pass up uh, putting in a plug for people going to see the dance because it is something that can change your entire perspective of what pride is, what pride means, and how you can take what happens at pride with you out into the rest of the world. I... I um... I have something else to talk about in terms of sure. Um, um, a lot of people know of, of my friend Kyle Abraham, who was a Kappa graduate, who actually uh, performed at almost all of my street fairs when I did these on Ellsworth Avenue, and he performed at two of the Pride festivals um, when I started uh, curating dance. And Kyle took his experience of being um, a gay African American. Um, 
when he his experiences of growing up being bullied, how he had to walk a different way to walk like quote unquote a man, and how he had to live almost a double life, and how his street smarts sort of um, was he was able to take all of those experiences and create a dance work that explored those emotions. And uh, Kyle almost was able to come this year. Um, He won, if anybody knows anything about the MacArthur Genius Award, he was one of the award recipients in 2013, uh, which is a huge national thing. Um, And for us to have uh, Kyle as one of our friends um, is a huge, huge thing. Uh, and he promised me if I am doing this again next year that he will come and be here. And he was trying to create a new work for me for the uh, Pride Fest. So those are the kind of voices that I want um, your listeners to see and watch and experience and understand that your emotions can um, have a voice in a, in a different way, and that is your, your body. Singers can do it through their voice. Um, dancers use such incredible vocabulary. Um, it's, it's very important to support them. And then see what work they're doing as the regular, with their regular programs. Uh, the Kelly Strayhorn is, is a great example of where, you know, Gennaro Solomon has a lot of these companies perform. The New Orcs Festival just happened. And some of these dancers perform there. Um, so it's always good to seek out the theaters. Um, the New Hazlet Theater also has great programming for local dancers. And these are dancers that are in our uh, community. I mean, when I say community, I'm talking the LGBTQIA community. So um, we are everywhere. So um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Okay, so um, we should say uh, that the new uh, headliner for Pride in the Street did get announced today. It's Nick Jonas, uh, which will make some people very, very happy, I'm sure. That was quite a get at the last minute. Uh, Most of my listeners will know that uh, Iggy Azalea had been scheduled, and because of the controversy raised, uh, uh, that was canceled, and uh, Nick Jonas will be the entertainment for Pride in the Street. Um, Pride, where are the stages at Pride Fest, Richard? Uh, the uh, Pride Fest stage, the first one will be, uh, well, the small one will be at 6th Street and Liberty near Hall, and then the larger one will be at 10th Street in front of the August Wilson Center on Liberty Avenue, and that's where uh, Pride in the Street will be. Um, and also, um, there is this committee furiously working to fill in performers that will, um, come before Jonas, um, and, um, oh, sure. and, um, I've been, uh, emailing, like, Sean Gray is working on this, Jesse Ryan is working on this. Uh, Jonathan Holmes is working on this. So there's a great group that they are really dedicated to make sure we have diversity. I mean, I think going beyond this Iggy Azalea uh, controversy, Pride Fest, I always felt that our entertainment for the Sunday event 
has always looked at our whole community. And, and I wish um, everybody who is um, who has disagreements with Delta, I mean, I do too. But still, I, I see some good things that have happened. And they, believe it or not, have tried very hard to have diversity um, with the Sunday event. Um, I think this event, um, and I know there are questions like, why should we even have um, a headliner? Why shouldn't they spend that money on grants for whoever? Um, I, I hear that voice, um, and I'm, I'm sort of struggling with that. Uh, but the money comes from ticket sales, and and I understand people have a voice, have a concern about paying forty five dollars. But um, these aren't. If you go to any major city, they'll have you know share, but she'll sing five songs. Uh, these are full concerts, um, so the cost is um, spread out from major security. You know, after 9/11 and the Boston bombings, I mean, they have a huge security cost, uh, sound sure. and lighting. If anybody's ever put on a show, um, they are not small budgets to deal with. Um, sure. But but and I think it's I think it's great to have some kind of visibility. Um, again, when I said like when we were in the park and it was a nice picnic. Um, did we accomplish anything for our visibility up to a point, but I, I wanted to push the politics of it. Um, I really wanted the visibility. I know Bill Heilman knows everything and you do too, Tom, you know, the politics of, of what make our community uh, grow and make other people in the country understand what we're all about. And they still have no clue. Uh, but I think this helps uh, provide another step. Um, sure. So, um, and you're not forced to go to this. Um, <laughs> is the other thing, <laughs> you know, you don't, you know, if you didn't agree with Iggy, um, I personally never thought she had any talent. Um, I always cringed whenever I would see her on television. But you know, um, I. Loved when Melissa Etheridge came. I love when Patty LaBelle came. I love Jennifer Holiday. I mean, these are sort of like um, if we're going to go to like the white man's gay man's pleasure, you know, they were. Um, and I, I still feel that pride is more than for the the white gay gay male. And I hope we can um, create something discussion that um, makes more of the community feel they're part of that. And sure. I think, um, Joy and, and uh, David have, you know, done a really good job in um, having uh, a, a broader discussion. And, and I actually sat down with Joy um, uh, on Labor Day. Um, I had her come to the store and we had a nice two-hour discussion uh, because I, I really felt that um, – somebody had to talk to her that was involved in pride and somehow, you know, and sure. um, I think it's, it's good to um, not be so disconnected. Um, we may not agree on everything, but I think it's important to understand where each of us are coming from. 
And I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you know, a big part of our community. We're not all the same. We're not. And I hope know, that, I even, hope that today we're really, I hope today we're really shining a light though too on the diverse entertainment that makes up uh, Pride Fest because too easily in heated discussions, all of that gets forgotten. And the only thing that gets focused on is one single entertainer. And Pride Pittsburgh is so much more than that. And I think, yeah, you're right. I, I think we've had some great dialogue begun we need to also just look around of what is already a part of Pride Fest and we'll see a tremendous amount of diversity. And that doesn't mean we don't need more. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be talking about it. It just means let's also affirm what what is happening at the same time we have bigger discussions about how to make some parts of Pride be much more inclusive. Yeah, yeah. And And just to say one more thing about entertainment, <clears throat> Um, a lot of it is like who's available, who would be able to come, you know, even at, on a local scale, um, who it's uh, availability. Just because you think somebody would be great to have a pride doesn't mean that they're available. And that's even true with any, if if you like headliners or not, that's the same same truth about headliners. Um, I also want to touch on one other thing that's um, a major uh, point of contention is the cost of um, the booths for nonprofits. At Pride, um, okay. I I I have an issue with that too, to be honest with you. Um, I I know a lot of festivals. I mean, when I had my festival in Ellsworth, it was a very low cost. That only I only had to raise forty five thousand dollars to do a very small festival. Um, but I let all the nonprofits come in for free. Um, but that's not reality. Um, I I would love to see a major cost change for that, for um, providing a lot of the nonprofits. But, you know, there are a lot of nonprofits. So there has to be something there to give them visibility. But, you know, I don't think it can be free, but I would love to see a better um, cost difference from um, a um, profit-making company and a nonprofit, which is really our community. So, um, Sure. And we can, I think that that discussion about the cost for uh, like booths at Pride Fest and other ways in which money issues become uh, part of the uh, part of the argument about Delta is something that that discussion needs to uh, keep going uh, and not end, starting uh, right after Pride or moving from today through Pride. Um, so that that uh, Delta understands where, what the community wants and begins to hear the community more. I can uh, I, I'm with you that uh, while having a cost to have a booth makes some sense, making sure that that is price structured so that smaller nonprofits can be there and publicize what they do is critically yeah, important. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah, you brought that yeah. into our discussion today. We have about two and a yeah. half minutes. So okay. I want to uh, – I, I should have reminded people they can call in at this number, but I think I uh, they, they can <laughs> probably see that on their screen if they're listening. Um, two uh, stages on Sunday for Pride Fest. Pride Fest starts right after the Pride March, and it goes from about 6th all, all the way up to 10th on Liberty Avenue. 
a big stage up at 10th Street and a smaller stage down on 6th. There is lots of drag queens and drag kings being uh, brought (laughs) to us who are all title holders, lots of dance, and uh, both Richard and I will uh, be so thrilled that you come out to see the dance because it's such an important other medium uh, to be seeing in the midst of all of this. And then there are other performers that will be filling in uh, with all of that, too, on those two stages. Um, Pride Fest on Sunday is free. Come down. uh, Enjoy. Don't just get lost uh, walking, but check out all this entertainment. Richard, you got about 60 seconds. What do you want to finish with? Um, I would um, hope that this discussion will continue. Um, I'm always here at my store. You could always come and meet me and have a face-to-face discussion. I have no problem with that. I I love talking about how things can change and what what is good and what is maybe not so good. And hopefully, you know, we'll just push through this together. Um, I know there's a division. It's going to be really hard to keep the community together, but this is the way it's been for um, since 1969 and before. So um, uh, I think we all need to have a voice, and I'm glad there is a discussion. So thank you very much, Tom. Yeah, thank you, Richard. It's been great talking to you today. We don't, You and I don't talk often enough. I need to keep that yeah. in mind and <laughs> talk more often. Uh, upcoming episodes, we'll talk about uh, Pride in uh, central Pennsylvania and the things that they do up in the Erie. Uh, if you want to be one of my guests, you think you have something that you and I can talk about, also drop me an email at thomascwaters.com, uh, and I'd love to have you on the air. Thanks to all my listeners, and uh, with that, I wish everybody a happy Pride, and say good night. Good night, Richard. Thanks, Tom, very much. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go.